0: welcome to another episode of murder myth and mystery i am one of your hosts mary and i'm joined with our guest host larissa hi and eric hey hello guys how's it going Good. Konnichiwa. All's good in the hood? Good. <laughs> it's good to hear. Um, let's talk about something that happened last Saturday. Yes. Our first listener meetup, we had Witch's Tea at the Fancy Grand America. Oh, it was very fancy. So fancy. So good. I love the,
1: that uh, Mary brought me home a few of the uh, little desserts. I always do. They were scrumptious.
0: So, would you... Want to come with us next time? Even if you don't drink the tea, they have chai and they have the cocoa. I always bring you to. Yeah. Mm. Everybody would love to see you. Maybe. <laughs> there it is.
1: A solid maybe. A
0: solid maybe. Okay, we have it recorded.
2: <laughs> it is now documented. It
1: is now a binding firmly. agreement that I said maybe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's that's, not that I don't want to do a listener meetup because I'm, I'm all about that. I think that's great. But the idea of tea time is is not appealing <laughs> at all to me. So,
0: yeah, a maybe is a yes in my book. So, oh dang, okay, wow. Oops. So I just want to give a huge <laughs> shout out to the listeners we got to meet, and that was Dari, yes, Erica, Michelle, Celeste, and Courtney. Oh my gosh! And fun fact, and Jamie. Oh, and Jamie. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jamie. Yes. Oh my Don't goodness, look at Jamie. I can I, I can't. I had her in my head because i was going to mention she won the witch's hat costume correct she um incorporated a myth we spoke about and it was baba yaga and i posted um some photos of the tea event and her hat and it was amazing so congratulations jamie she won the golden witch
1: (laughs) it was a pretty amazing hat yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was great the
1: pestle and mortar Mm -hmm. and the chicken leg house house, and
0: the bones yeah it
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: was going to say, I discovered, and I don't think I told you, Eric, because it's, it's a brother and a bunch of sisters.
1: Oh, the, the Terrys and the, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: I asked them who was the one who first listened and got everyone else involved, and it was Courtney. Oh, okay. So she's the one who got uh, Celeste, Pete, um, Hillary, and Candace. Oh, I hope geez. I named them all off. Man. That's the top of my head.
1: Holy cow.
0: So, Yeah. They all live down south. Well,
1: well, yeah.
0: south of us.
1: So, yeah, not <laughs> down south. Provo area. Yeah, about fifty In miles Utah. south of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that so was anyways, awesome. Thank you. It was Courtney. so
0: fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. the The food was great. Everyone kept looking at us because it was really funny. The weekend before, Larissa, Sarah, and I had our annual um, high tea high yeah. tea with our witches' coven that we do every year. And there's just like 40 to 50 people dressed as witches and so you feel normal (laughs) yeah and so this time when we got out of the elevator like we had all the looks and it was really funny because we walked into the the lobby area and we could see someone sitting down but their back was turned to us but we could see their hat and so i said out loud ted bundy and tacos and they turned around (laughs) so it works (laughs) Uh, Again, we had so much fun. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Um, I had literally had a mental breakdown like 40 minutes before we got there. And I'm so sorry to Larissa and Sarah and Eric (laughs) for seeing that. The dress (laughs) that I had planned to wear, well.
1: It malfunctioned. It
0: malfunctioned, yeah. And Mm. so I was like. Trying to find something else, and it ended up with a white t-shirt and a tutu. A
1: a red, bright red tutu, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the hat that I had designed to go with the dress that I had didn't match, so then I just wore a plain, basic black witch hat, Mm -hmm. and I just felt way bright compared to you the
1: hats were great though they uh, were really, and Courtney really...
0: made hers it's steampunk yeah sorry told me rad. that afterwards it was
1: so cool that thing was way cool i saw the pictures it was great yeah there was all the girls look fantastic
0: mm-hmm. yeah it was so fun yes so we can't wait to do it again next year maybe we'll have something before then though <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so yes
1: Yeah. Uh, Hey, I just want to quickly let everybody know we have a new product up on the merchandise store. It is a self-defense kitty cat keychain. If you've never seen these things, they're pretty cool, actually. They're... They'll... Well, it's obviously a keychain, but it it works kind of like a brass knuckle. You stick two fingers through little holes, and then it's got two big points on it uh, that are the cat ears, if you will, that are more or less like self-defense blades that Mm -hmm. you can use, and they're pretty great, these things are. So we uh, got our hands on some, so we have them on the store now for 7 bucks. So if you're interested in those, check them out. Uh, We're we're pretty excited about them. Also, uh, we have a promo going... Ending soon, October 31st, that if you spend at least $15 on the merchandise store, you can also add a decal to your order and then put in the promo code of FREEDECAL and you'll get that decal for free. So pretty easy to remember. All just one word: free decal. So based, really, your order comes to twenty dollars, and then with the code, it comes down to fifteen again. So, yeah, take advantage of that, guys. We've, and got we've a number had people. a lot of
0: people. Yeah, yeah, the I've decals. Been decals so much
1: yeah a lot of decals going out so you can pick any of the decals that are on there we have a bunch of different styles i think there's like what five four or five different uh decal styles i want to say and then a number of colors to colors choose from. plain
0: colors and then there's glitter holographic there's some pretty cool designs yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that is going that promo is going until october 31st so if that's something you're interested in check it out
0: awesome
2: And also, just so you guys know, uh, today is the last day to submit your real-life ghost stories. Uh, There was a post that we posted on the page asking for any ghost stories that you have, and today is the last day, so hurry and get those in. And uh, we may read them in a future episode.
0: Yeah, so far we've had some pretty good ones. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time, written that out, and submitted it. And just real quick, the way you send it over is the way we are going to read it. So,
1: yes, we're going to read them verbatim. And that's just going to go to murdermythmystery at gmail.com to send those stories to. So, go ahead and write it up, make it fun. And we will, uh, we'll, well, we may, I should say, read it in an episode, like we said. So,
0: yep. And then, just real quick before we get into the murder. Thank you to Meredith. She sent me a cute little Halloween gift. It was Uncle Fester with a light bulb in his mouth. Oh, it was a pop. The pop Funko. Yeah. So cute. But what I was going to say, that just popped into my head. Um, The Halloween card exchange. Send those cards out today. Yeah. And then I will be posting an official thread on the 25th. And this is where you can come in and post and say thank you to, you know, the people that you got your cards from
1: cool and thank you in advance everybody for participating that if you are participating yes but again if you do sign up make sure you follow through and it only a card is guaranteed
0: yeah if you go in above above and beyond that's awesome good for you but you just need to send a card
1: Mm -hmm. that's all that's expected so yeah
0: all right i'm excited to see what
2: People send.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're People fun. Send. Yeah, don't post them in the page, like Mary said, uh, until we have a designated date. Uh, we'll have a post up for it that you can post them in. So, cool. All right. Should we go ahead and get started here, gang?
0: Yes. Sure.
1: All right. So, Larissa, what have you got for us today?
2: Well, I was actually going to say, so who's got murder?
1: Ah, uh, She's
0: always throwing us off that way. I know. Yeah. She's a jerk. Yes.
1: <laughs> she just gave me a shocked look. How dare Me? (laughs) Everyone thinks she's so
0: cute and sweet. Sweet
1: little Larissa. Uh Uh Uh, She's got everyone fooled.
0: She's a redhead. Uh, I remember that. Can't
1: trust him. Mm -mm. (laughs) No soul. No soul. 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 And they can't become pirates either.
0: Why? Because you have no
2: soul. Yeah. It's a rule. That should make you...
1: Everybody knows that gingers can't be pirates.
0: That should make you even more like a pirate. No, Because there's no soul. Mm. There's been a lot of books written about this. This, Okay, do a myth on it, and I will believe it. Scientific
1: evidence, okay, that pirates cannot... Gingers cannot be pirates, okay? Yeah.
0: Sorry. (laughs) You have to find another water profession. So can I dye my hair back
2: brown and then be good? Mm. No, I like it red.
1: Yeah, the red works with you.
2: I like it.
0: What is the natural? Uh, It's a more strawberry blonde color. I think I saw pictures of you younger with that, but I can't remember. Yeah. I've had every color in the book.
2: Even purple. I've had purple. I like purple. I like purple a lot, too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tell us your murder. Okay. Uh,
2: So I was a little bit ambitious with this one. Um, I saw this on the list when you guys first asked me to do uh, sit in for Sarah while she was out on maternity leave. And I immediately put my name down for it. This is a listener request from two people, which is even more crazy. Kelsey from Facebook, and Jane from Instagram. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk about the Ammonville murders. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yep. So this was originally posted under uh, mystery, because the house has a whole mystery thing, and we'll get right. into it. Uh, but I, uh, there's a whole murder thing that, that started
0: the whole thing, so I wanted to talk about that.
1: You can go as far as you need to with Amityville, man. Yeah.
0: Listen, I've got my pillow and my blanket. You just take us on this ride. Okay, don't fall asleep, though. (laughs) I will.
2: You
1: start hearing snoring over here. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right.
2: Well, I'll just yell once in a while to keep you awake.
1: Just a random shriek, banshee (laughs) shriek over there. I like it. All right.
2: All right. So I'm going to start off by talking about Ronald Joseph DeFeo Jr., who is also known as Butch, so that's what I'm going to refer to him throughout this murder. Uh, He was born September 26, 1951, in Brooklyn, New York. His father, Ronald DeFeo Sr., was a successful car salesman who worked for his father-in-law at the Brooklyn Buick dealership. Uh, he did well for himself. They uh, had a an upper class, uh, upper middle class lifestyle, um, and his mother was able to stay home with all five of the children. Okay. Butch was the oldest of the five, and his sisters Dawn and Allison, and his brothers Mark and John Matthew.
1: Okay, John he, Matthew.
2: John Matthew.
1: All right. That's interesting that he would go by both names yeah. like that. All right. I don't know. Whatever.
2: And in 1965, the family moved into the infamous 112 Ocean Avenue in Ammenville, Long Island.
1: All right.
2: I'm so excited, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are excited. That's awesome. Yeah, you
2: know, I was thinking about it. This might be my first murder topic other than the JonBenet and and all of that. Oh
0: yeah, maybe. Is it
1: really?
2: I think she wow. always gets stuck with mis- yeah. yeah, mystery and
1: Wow. Well. Yeah. This is exciting, though. I
2: know. Anyway, uh, so growing up, it was really tough for Butch. Uh, His father was very hot-tempered, constantly fighting with his children and his wife. Uh, Butch was frequently targeted for his father's abuse um, Mm. because he was the oldest He can take it, yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, when he went to school, it didn't get any better. Uh, He was relentlessly bullied because he was a little bit overweight. And let's just be truthful. Kids are mean. Yeah. Yes. Kids are the worst, really. The worst. (laughs) 100%. So, as a result of the bullying and abuse over the years, Butch acted out physically against his father, as well as against the very few friends he had. Oh. Yeah. Super sad. Uh, His parents became concerned about his actions and tried to get him some help from a a psychiatrist, as you would think.
1: Uh, You would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: But, of course, this didn't sit well with Butch and stopped going soon after it started. He thought he didn't need the help.
1: Nothing's wrong with me. Nothing wrong. It's the world that's wrong.
2: That's correct. Mm. Uh, But instead of pushing the subject, his parents tried to incentivize the good behavior out of him by buying him many gifts, giving him cash, including a $14,000 speedboat.
1: This is in the 60s or 70s at this point?
2: Yes. What? Yeah. So they were trying to get him to act good by praising him.
1: They're spoiling him though at this point. $14,000 speedboat. Jeez. Yeah. Okay.
2: But of course this quickly backfired as Butch started using the money for LSD and heroin at the age of 17.
1: Heroin at 17. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's that's sad.
2: Yeah. Um by the time that Butch was 18 he had been kicked out of school and just overall not showing any traits of trustworthiness but despite this the DeFeos gave him his father's uh grandfather's car dealership without any expectation of how it's going to be run. They're just like here you go, be a man. Oh. I hate saying that phrase. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> here you go, be an adult.
1: Be an adult. Yeah. yeah. Well, be a, when you're saying a man, be a grown man. Right. right. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry I said that. I feel really bad all of a sudden.
1: You shouldn't. No, it's. <laughs> no, they're telling. You really shouldn't because I, I get where you're coming from with yeah. that. I mean, it's. Yeah, it was innocent enough.
2: Like, it's time to grow up. Yes. It's time to grow up.
1: Yeah. Not be a child any longer.
2: Right. right. Butch funneled all of the money he was getting from that into his brand new car, which also was a present from his parents oh and also gosh. used money to buy guns, alcohol, and drugs.
1: And he has a car dealership now, yep. so he's making decent he's, money. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. But over the years, Butch's behavior became more erratic. He threatened a friend on a hunting trip with a rifle, but then later just acted like it didn't ever happen. <laughs> like, like it was a joke or something. Right.
1: Oh, um, calm down, Bill.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. It was a joke. Yeah. He also threatened his family with a 12 gauge shotgun and pulled the trigger. But luckily, it malfunctioned and no one was hurt. What?
1: Wow. Okay. That's like attempted murder. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay.
2: A little scary. A lot scary. A lot scary.
1: A lot scary. (laughs) I don't think that's proper English, but it is that.
0: It's fine. It's murder (laughs) mystery dictionary. Yeah, this is not a proper English. A lot scary.
2: Yeah. So in 1974, Butch, now being 23 years old, started embezzling money from the car dealership because he felt like he wasn't getting enough money. I'm I'm
1: sorry, what year did you say it was? 84?
2: 74. Oh, 74. Okay. 74. 74. He was embezzling money. Uh, and on October of, this, of that same year, he was trusted with $20,000 to take it to the bank and decided to come up with an elaborate story to stage a robbery, or an elaborate scheme, excuse me, to stage a robbery with his friend that would allow them to split the money. Uh, the plan actually worked up until the moment that the police came to talk to him about the money that was stolen. Yeah. Because that's going to happen, right? Oh, obviously. Um, but it just started going off on the police. for some, Like, it was just... I he got defensive? Bo- yeah, he got very defensive, um, which obviously caused the police to question yeah. if he was part of this. But, of course, the police were trying to, um, if this was the case, they wanted to get it naturally, organically. So they offered to show him some mug shots of some suspects who could have um, been the robbers at the police station. But, of course, Butch refused to go. His dad asked him why he's not working with the police, and Butch just threatened to kill him.
0: Wow.
1: He's got some serious anger and authoritative yeah. issues here. Yeah.
0: Sounds like someone you know.
1: It does sound like someone I know.
0: <laughs> someone
1: who might just be in this room right now. Uh oh. Larissa. Anyway.
2: I was the oldest of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. There you go. All right. Anyway, so let's jump to November 13th, 1974, that infamous day. At 6.30 p.m., so we're talking, we're going to go forward too far and then we'll come back. At 6.30 p.m., goes into his favorite bar yelling, uh, which was Henry's bar is his favorite bar, yelling, you've got to help me. I think my mother and father have been shot. And that's a quote. A small group of the friends that were at the bar, including his friend Joe Yeswit, went to the DeFeo's house on 112 Ocean Avenue, which happened to be nearby to the bar. Uh, his friend Joe called the Suffolk Police, uh, County Police, who met them at the residence. Uh, the police searched the house and found six people dead, all face down, in their pajamas, in their bed. They. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they appeared to have been shot with a thirty-five caliber level action Marlin three thirty six C rifle. Very specific.
1: That is extremely specific. They appeared to be shot with this specific brand of rifle. Yeah. How
2: are you supposed to know
1: what they were shot with? I get what the the caliber of bullet. Right. But to yep. narrow it down to the gun is pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. Because, and I'll talk uh, about this a little bit later, but the gun wasn't there. Oh. So that's it's very. You're right. That's very weird. Yeah. Um, but butch was actually at this point taken under police custody at this time to keep him safe because mm. i mean it just when you walk in there you think your family is under scrutiny of some kind let's keep you safe they didn't immediately think of him as a suspect so this was
1: his parents and his siblings then
2: yep all four siblings and his both of his parents
1: Ooh. wow okay
2: yep Uh, When the police started asking him what he thought might have happened, he originally claimed that this was a mob hit by Louis Fellini. Famous guy. Okay,
1: Um, sure. uh, I've never heard of him. Can't be that famous. I
2: don't know. And I know my
1: mob bosses. Oh No, no, I don't. Anyway.
2: Runs in the family, right?
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs)
2: Growing up, I seriously thought there was a tie to the mob from every family.
1: Yeah. (laughs) i know some italians therefore yes
2: yes (laughs) when the police evidence showed that the family was killed earlier that morning around 3 a.m butch's story changed Mm. he said that fellini and some associates broke into the house held a gun to his head and made him watch as his family was killed
1: oh now i remember
2: that's totally what happened this scary thing
1: how did i forget that oh boy
2: Well, so he said that he was so scared, he actually went to work at 6 a.m. like nothing had happened to avoid being killed by Fellini and his associates. Ah. So, it could have been out of fear, Eric.
1: Okay, sure. All right.
2: (laughs) Eric is so judgy lately. I am,
1: man. I am judgy.
2: Well... Tough part is the police found out that Fellini had an airtight alibi and was out of state at the time of the murders. Oh. Okay. So when Butch was told this information, he just broke down and, quote, said, once I started, I couldn't stop. It went so fast. End quote. Uh, Uh.
1: This is your family. It's not a can of Pringles. (sighs) What the hell, dude?
2: Just couldn't stop. Uh he admitted that after killing his family, he took a shower, redressed, and discarded the evidence, including the murder weapon, before going to work at six AM, like nothing happened.
1: Well you gotta, you know, make it look like nothing happened, I guess, you know, go yeah. to work. Go
2: about your day. Guilty
1: parties don't go to work. Right. Yeah. They're,
2: they're just riddled with guilt and
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bad. Yeah.
1: It they were all face down in their bed. Which, which I doubt that that's where they were all killed.
2: Actually, before we get into the trial and everything, I did want to talk about that. Um, because it was extremely crazy that it seemed like nobody in the house heard the gunshots. There yeah. was no silencer. Uh, there was no evidence of a silencer being used. So, like, on the bullets. Right, yeah. Um, and there was no signs of sedatives used either. And so it's really weird that it looked like they were all killed essentially at the same time. One shot. And they're all dead. However,
1: obviously can't happen. But right. Right.
2: So they were actually thinking that there might have been multiple people.
1: Oh. Still, I mean, six victims. Right. So.
2: And even the neighbors didn't hear the shot. All they heard was their dog Shaggy barking. Huh. Yeah. So. I mean, what I've seen
1: of the house, it's not like they're like, you know a ten foot easement between the houses, right? They're they're pretty far apart. Right. So Yeah. I can kind of understand them, you know, especially early in the morning, right? Four o'clock in the morning. Maybe they might not hear it. You sleep through it. Yeah. Right. It neighbors. But the family? Yeah. That doesn't make sense.
2: Right. It's so crazy. That
1: is weird. But All right. I mean, hey, I'm a deep sleeper, but I'm not that deep of a sleeper. I mean, Seymour starts barfing in the middle of the night. I'm up out of bed, you know? Before so. you
2: even open your eyes. Exactly. Yep. Same so. here. <laughs> Dogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will get you out of bed quicker. Gotta love him. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So, October 1975, they go to trial. Okay. His lawyer was William Weber, and his defense was that he... That Butch was hearing voices that told him to kill his family.
1: So insanity.
2: Which is something, mm-hmm. yep, that goes along with what I'm sure everybody knows about this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he presented a psychiatrist that testified that Butch has a disassociative disorder, uh, which means that you, ex- uh, when, the, when he was experiencing the murder, it seemed like he was watching it and not being a part of it.
1: Right. Okay, got it.
2: Um, however, the prosecution presented a psychiatrist that testified that Butch had an antisocial personality disorder, which meant he knew that he was doing it, but he had no regrets for what he did.
1: Oh, okay. So no empathy, basically. He's, right. a, he's a sociopath, right?
2: Exactly. So a month later on November 21st, 1975, Butch was found guilty of 6 counts of second-degree murder and sentenced to 6 consecutive 25 to life sentences. Wow.
1: Second degree. Second degree. Huh. I right know. Interesting. Okay.
2: That's what I thought when I read it too.
1: All right. Well, so all right, so 6 consecutive sentences. is there a possibility of parole in, with yes. that? Okay.
2: Yes. Which, we'll get into a little bit of that. Okay. So, even after being convicted, Butch's story changed about who killed his family and what happened that night. In a 1986 interview, he said that his sister Don killed his father. Then his mother killed Don and the other kids before turning the gun on herself.
1: That makes sense, sure. Totes. Yeah. And she was face down.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just said it makes sense. You can't take back.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: No take backsies
1: okay
2: in 1990 he filed a motion of 440 claiming that don shot the majority of the defeos before he himself killed don and said that his lawyer william webber pressured him into the insanity defense
1: okay solid yeah,
2: totally mm. uh, regardless of all his appeals and the request for parole had all been denied Good. So he is currently being held in Sullivan Correctional Facility in the town of Fallsburg, New York.
1: Oh, he's still alive. He's
2: still there. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess he would only be like, what, in his 60s, 60s. maybe 70s? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
2: So that was the story of the murders that um, lead up to the book and the versions of the movies that we've seen. Okay. Today.
1: Which the only version I've ever seen was the one with Ryan Reynolds.
2: Wrong version.
1: That's the only one I've ever <laughs> seen of it. I, I never really had any pill. I'm not, I'm not a big ghost movie person anyway. Really sense.
2: In preparation for the story,
0: I did watch both.
1: Yeah, the original and that one. Yes.
0: Which one did you like best? Taking out eye candy, Ryan Reynolds. Oh crap. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> never mind the fact that he's eye candy. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um. Honestly, I thought that you understood what was going on better in the 2005 version than you did in the original, but the feeling of it in the original felt a little bit more realistic to me. A
1: little more spooky. Yeah. Okay.
2: I'd so, agree. I like them both. All right.
1: Obviously, I mean, production values have changed and everything else. So, right. yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're going to get a better product in the newer version right. as far as that goes, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a better, better movie. Yeah. yeah. Correct.
0: Right. I'd still go with the original, if I had to choose choose to mm-hmm. watch one.
1: Okay, and it was it was a book, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that
2: actually right now. All right. Uh, so a month after he was uh, Butch was sentenced, George and Kathleen Lutz purchased the house for eighty thousand dollars. Only a month.
1: Uh, month. Oh, there's a family, well, after he was sentenced, and of right. course that probably took some time. Yeah. Which was a
2: year stuff. after the
1: murders. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's been empty for a while. Right. Yeah.
2: Um. They were told the murders happened in the house, but it didn't stop them from moving in with their three children. However, after 28 days of being in the house, they abandoned it and all of their possessions. Wow. Just up and gone.
1: <laughs> Screw this house. Everything about it.
2: Everything about it. All right. Two years later, in 1977, Jay Anison's book, The Amityville Horror, details an elaborate tale of hauntings and demons that terrorize the Lutz family, forcing them to leave the property. Uh, some of the tales in the book, as you guys know, George would wake up every evening at 3.15 a.m., the exact time that the murders happened. Mm. The daughter Missy began speaking with an imaginary person named Jody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy claimed to had been levitating off of her bed and later finding welts in her chest. And then after the book actually came out, the Lutz family came under scrutiny, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. trying to get a little publicity and make a little money, right? right. Yeah.
0: But they passed a lie detector, mm-hmm. which what we've they talked about numerous times. They're not.
1: They're not yeah, they're not necessarily you know yeah hundred percent, but they are a good indicator
0: they are yeah. a good indication of I mean truth and lie, but yeah mm-hmm. you can easily
1: yeah they can be, be yeah right, but still i mean they're they're not military, they're not you know they probably have never trained for anything like that to be able to be the lie detector, and so I should
0: train for that <laughs> You just stick a tack in your shoe, right?
2: So that every time that you have to tell a lie, you step down on it so your heart races. Mm. It's true. But there's
0: also a method of or you do it questions. when you tell a
1: truth, I think, is what it is. You step on the tack. That way they can't differentiate your heart rates. Oh, right. Right. Or if
0: you do a couple yeah. quick gasps of air, like when you're answering a true question, it also, like... Yeah, that won't just, be obvious. Yeah. Well, you just Not do it. on everyone. Yeah, just, God, yeah. you're going to fucking fail this thing.
1: Yeah, you're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> I,
0: I do tell the truth all the time. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't go lie. Go to two shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which
1: I get it. I mean, you know, when people start saying, oh, the house was haunted, people are going to go, okay. Right.
0: Uh-huh. Like Eric is right yeah, now. Well,
1: I am the skeptic. Yes, it's true. I yeah. am a skeptic when it comes to things like that. But I mean, again, I've seen shit that makes me scratch my head, so yeah. you know I can't completely discount it. But I think that usually most of those things are, oh, look at me, right? Yeah.
2: Well, let's talk about great segue.
1: Yo, look That's at that. man, I'm packed you full of segways just, yeah. so. On it today. Man, call me Steve Wozniak. I'm just segwaying around all crazy here. <sighs> no. <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs>
0: No, don't don't laugh at that. That was good. <laughs> don't laugh at that it.
1: That was good. Any
0: listener laughing, stop it.
1: No, that was, that was gold right I'm there laughing is what at that your,
0: was. I'm laughing at your reaction. Her
1: eye roll? Yeah. Yeah. I'm she sure like,
0: that, lays her head back. It was a dramatic eye roll.
1: <laughs> that was gold. Okay. I, I, yeah.
0: That was
2: top 10 eye rolls from Mary.
1: <laughs> her eye roll was gold as well. And therefore, it was all worth it. Yeah, I have no regrets. No regrets. So
2: let's talk hauntings. (laughs) All right, hauntings and demons. So um, (laughs) now we're going to talk. This is only a couple months later, February of 1976. Mm Mm-hmm. The famous Ed and Lorraine Warren visit the house after all of the paranormal.
1: Famous or infamous.
2: infamous. I, mm-hmm. I actually really like the, uh, the Conjuring. Yes, the Conjuring movie. Well, I'm
1: sure you do, but they're they're known frauds.
2: But, well, yeah.
1: I've got no qualms in saying
2: that. Qualms? <laughs> Snap. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So here we go. So during the investigation, Ed was physically pushed onto the floor while trying to provoke a spirit in the basement. Uh-huh. Uh, Lorraine was overwhelmed by a sense of demonic presence and was plagued by her psychic impressions of the DeFeo family's bodies laying across the floor, covered in white sheets, and a sense of being pushed back upon. But the hard, crazy crazy thing is about that is that they were never...
1: They weren't on the floor. They were in their beds. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, maybe after they were taken out of their bed. like They day. wouldn't be
1: just no. laid on the floor.
2: No. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And mm. then there was also, um... The research team that was with them caught a photo of a little boy peering from the second floor, and this picture is pretty famous. I've seen it. I don't think I have. Makes it I've
0: famous. never really? heard of it. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, they
2: they took a picture, and it looks like there's a, a little kid. Eric, can I reach out? phone? His for eyes are mm-hmm. his eyes are a little bit glowing, but you can tell that there's somebody standing there.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna look it up and continue on.
2: I feel like I'm being told I'm a liar.
1: No, I just need to see this picture for myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's crazy. A liar.
2: It's crazy. Uh, so what the Warrens investigation... Oh
0: my God, yeah. okay. <laughs>
2: uh, so what comes out of this investigation with the Warrens and the research that they did closely, actually closely matches what was in the 2005 version of the Amityville horror movie with Ryan Reynolds. <clears throat> I said that really loud, I realize. Um... Essentially that the land was used by a man named John Ketchum uh, for black magic, and he requested that his remains be buried on the land so that he would be there for all time. Also that the Shinnecock Indians used an enclosure on the land to lock up those people uh, who were sick and mentally ill and just essentially left them for dead.
1: Ah, yes. Okay.
2: Uh, so the Warrens believe that this negative energy could have caused Butch to go crazy and what caused the terror of the Lutz family. So
1: not only is it an Indian burial ground, it is an insane Indian burial ground.
2: With lots of black magic and, mm-hmm. yeah. hmm Yep. Okay. So, of course, there are many, many, many people that came out saying that all of these claims, is a ho- all of it's a hoax. Right. The book's a hoax. The, all of the stories are a hoax. The photo of the little boy you guys are looking at's a hoax. All of it. It
0: totally is. I You're mean, a hoax. <laughs> it's obvious. Like, <laughs> his eyes. Yeah. Right? They're glowing. The ghost wouldn't glow. The ghost wouldn't glow. And it looks like, to me, they probably set up, like, night cameras, right? And mm. so it's, like, the infrared mm-hmm. that's capturing it and if you've done an infrared photo taken in the dark obviously the person's eyes are glowing i have numerous photos to prove this yeah true. yep well, um, again i mean and that is, is the, the most solid looking ghost i have ever seen in my life <laughs> right yeah.
1: i mean again this is the warrens yeah they were known to fake things like crazy and yeah yeah
2: Mm. Uh, and also, the people that owned the house after the Lutzes said that there was no evidence of anything, uh, as to the same nature of what they described. And they lived in the house from 1977 to 1987. So a ten years. Ten
1: years. Whereas they could the, the the Lutzes couldn't be there for four weeks. Uh-huh. Right. Mm. Uh,
2: they said that the only disturbances that happened were journalists and authors wanting to see and get a story.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're haunted. by the press yeah Yeah. that
2: would be a haunting for me though (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. uh the house still stands uh however they it's no longer 112 ocean avenue it's now 108 ocean avenue it's been renovated as well to try to um, discourage people from coming and gawking at the house, which I would still do.
1: <laughs> well, it's got that, that iconic structure to uh-huh. it. It's oh, got like it's a barn look so so to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really pretty. Yeah. It's, a neat, it's a neat style house and, you know...
2: I'm a sucker for those kind of houses. Yeah. Same. Oh. Farmhouse
1: kind of yeah. thing. Just yeah. when you
2: walk in and you see the staircase and it's different than any other staircase you've ever seen. I have a thing for stairs, guys. Okay. Like structures of, <laughs> of them.
0: I picked that up when you were talking about the Winchester house. Yes.
1: Well, that house has got all the crazy stairs. Well, right. So. But <laughs> yeah. Now, Should I, I get it. I, I'm also a fan of a nice, you know, good, like on uh, the uh netflix movie the haunting a hill house yes that stairway Yeah, oh. you know, that
0: house is gorgeous i would move into that house that house is
1: pretty amazing yeah that house is oh, yeah. great like but that the, staircase is just insane uh-huh. i love that stairway
2: and in what the atrium or the library or whatever uh-huh. with the sparrow staircase yeah. that went oh i yeah, love it yeah
1: that was great yeah yeah so i love stuff like that as well i, I get it um i remember going to a we did the parade of homes uh, yes. thing years ago. This yo, know, this is like twenty years ago. I did this thing.
0: This is a Utah thing. Yep, yeah, maybe other stuff. Uh, yeah, they,
1: I don't know. But anyway, you go around and see new homes. You know what? They, what architects are offering and blah blah yeah. blah. Anyway, I went to this house. It was like a one and a half million dollar house near here that they. From the street, it doesn't look like much, Mm -hmm. Uh, but what you're seeing from the street is actually the back of the house. The front of the house, the the driveway kind of goes down, and so you have a two-level home there. And so it looks like a normal, just older house from the street or whatever. Yeah, it's really neat. But yeah, it's actually this big, beautiful home. And the stairway, though, they've got a, a spiral staircase, and the banister is all cut from one cut of the tree yeah it's all one single piece banister that's going down this big spiral staircase like it's the the banister measured out is probably about 40 feet long wow. if not longer you know the, from, from tip to tip or whatever on there yeah it was stunning it was absolutely gorgeous oh, wow. yeah and
0: eric's right i mean it, it's up the street from us but you would not know Wow. like it's dense into the trees it has a long driveway but it's nothing that you would like
1: it looks like a nice property yeah it but looks like w- a
0: nice home but you wouldn't think it was like this 1.8 million dollar home but yeah. it is gorgeous wow. yeah
1: and that was you know again that was 20 years ago that was probably like three four million now you know but oh yeah yeah it was pretty cool it was pretty neat but
0: that is cool. anyway yeah, well good it. job and thank you kelsey Yes, Kelsey and, and Jane. Jane. Jane is our plant-based Jane girl.
1: Mmm, yeah. Our vegan. Yeah, our, our, our connection to uh, Papa Mel
0: grandpa male Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and thanks for
2: um suggesting this because i was i saw it and i'm like i have to yeah you were really
0: excited she was dipping the
1: hell out of that dibs 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 we're
0: like yes we know we're okay you got it it's all yours
1: girl oh god good job
0: good job
1: yeah i never knew uh the 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 deep history into it as far as what had happened with that and it's really quite sad the mental illness and everything else that went into it that's yeah, that's oh, crazy. Yeah. Now, as far as the whole, you know, the hauntings and all that other crap, I don't think it happened. Mm-hmm. Again, it, I think it was all attention or whatever. It makes a good story. It does make a great and story. And the murders and, are an
0: easy build off of that, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Exactly. It, it's a great feed into it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. And
2: that's that's really why I wanted to
0: do it as a murder and not as a mystery. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And yeah. and unfortunately, I mean, it is a sad series of events yeah. with the murder But then people coming in and trying to profit off of this when really, I mean. It's so sad. I don't think it's happening. Upsetting.
1: Concurred. All right, Mary. Well, good job. Thanks. What do you got for us?
0: All right. Well, my myth today comes from Dutch folklore. And it's a shorter one, but I think the tale is pretty cool. (laughs) Isn't that weird? I'm nothing. sorry. We need to apologize to all the Dutch people because our only impersonation is.
1: <laughs> we imagine that everybody that is Dutch talks like gold member. So, yeah. From
0: the Austin Powers.
1: Yeah. Oh. Anyway.
0: Anyway. <laughs> the origins of the story comes from Belgium. And the monster is known to be horrifying and widely feared.
1: I guess that's, you know, makes for a better story than a beautiful and loved much loved monster well so.
0: i mean we've had those myths though
1: yeah, yeah i yeah, guess so cool. yeah all Honestly,
2: right it just sounds like me in the morning <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to bring it up but. until she gets her
1: coffee and her <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: all right the clud is a dog demon water spirit his name comes from the call he cries while fleeing which apparently he makes the clud clud sound huh so, that's where his name is from. Okay. Now, this demon is a talented shapeshifter. It's been seen as a cat, a frog, a snake, a raven, a bat, and even a horse, just to name a few. But most reports of the club is that it is a big black dog. Description put it at a little larger than a German Shepherd, so you can kind of get a visual, right? A good-sized
1: dog. Mm-hmm. Okay
0: now this dog walks on its hind legs and pulls behind it chains that are attached to its ankles it has sharp bare claws green scales that glisten in the moonlight a black beak crimson eyes small blue flames that flicker around his head it has bat wings And it said the creation of the clud was that the dog demon actually rose from the ashes of burned witches.
1: I'm so far not getting anything that even resembles a dog. (laughs) How how are they calling it a dog creature when it looks more like just a hodgepodge Frankenstein's creature mess of an animal? It totally
0: (laughs) is. Glistening scales, bear claws. Yeah. Bat wings.
1: Yeah. Hardly anything about this says dog. Yeah. All right.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, regardless, whatever shape it may take, you'll always be able to hear the rattling of the chains that it pulls behind them and see the flickering blue flames. So I'm just imagining like a little snake (laughs) dragging some chains behind it.
1: And now I'm picturing that meme of that guy wearing a snake hat going.
0: Oh,
2: no.
1: Right. With chains dragging behind him now.
0: Now, the Clud is said to live in hollow trees, but has been known to live under bridges and can also live and survive underwater since it's a water demon. Now, the Clud is known to be a prankster depending on the form it takes. An example of that would be when it appears as a horse, it will let people approach it and ride. Um, Ride him. Okay. But then he'll start running really fast towards a body of water and stop abruptly to um, toss the rider off into the water. (laughs) What a dick. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Comedic gold. And then it's
0: also said that he pretty much like will just start laughing like this demon laugh. (laughs) Full on big belly laughs. And when the person the person can hear this, but they can't see where it's coming from. So when they get up out of the water, you know, there's no horse. There's no source of the laughter or anything. It's just gone.
1: It just dematerializes. Mm -hmm.
0: Now he can also make himself invisible to some and not to others. He likes to do this when there's a group of people around and only makes himself visible to one person and then taunts them by making them think they're going crazy because they'll be like, well, did you guys see that dog walking on its hind legs? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? That
1: dog, bird, bat, bat, snake, creature?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so mean. Man, but it's not all pranks, okay? Remember, I did say at the beginning he was a feared creature. Mm. Now, their favorite prey is children. It will lure the children to water, and there it will pull them in or push them in and hold them down. Damn. But don't get too comfortable thinking adults are safe, all right? Shoot. The club does love to stalk its prey. So let's just say you're walking alone down a dark countryside road or a dimly lit sidewalk or walking back to your car after a long hike in the mountains and dusk is setting in.
1: That's very specific, but right? okay. I, I'm I I got watch it. you to visualize <laughs> it. All right.
0: Got it. Then you hear a rustling in the bushes. Perhaps you hear some branches breaking under something's weight being pushed down on it. You look and you see nothing, but your pace quickens. Then the tall grass that was standing still earlier is now swaying, or perhaps something just flew by you, but now there's nothing. You see movement in the trees. This can all happen because they have immeasurable speed and they enjoy playing games with its victims before it attacks. And when it does finally get bored with the game, it will jump on your back and dig its claws into you. You won't be able to shake it off. Then it gets heavier and heavier and heavier until its weight finally crushes you. And when you're finally down, it's going to tear you apart with its claws and beak. Huh? All right. I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> now I should warn you: you don't even want to try to kill one, okay? And the reason for that is, if you were lucky enough to succeed, seven more will rise from its corpse. Holy oh, shit! Come on,
1: they had to outdo a Hydra here. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. All right.
0: Yep. But I do have some good news. You can possibly escape the attack. Oh, good. It said if you're being chased by the club, you would want to pull out a handkerchief and throw it or drop it behind you. Apparently, the club will have to stop and rip the cloth apart fiber by fiber, allowing you enough time to get away. But it has to be a handkerchief. Has to be a handkerchief. Boogers or no boogers. Mm, I mean, I think maybe <laughs> boogers might make the the like fiber stick together a little better so that okay. could give you some extra time all right all right that that's just me i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i've never used one will so. an
1: ascot work
0: oh no i don't mm, think so no? they're very picky
1: okay all right very picky <laughs> wow darn it
0: so there you go
1: wow the clud
0: i am scared
1: Scurred. Don't, I am scared don't be scared
0: too late
1: <laughs> wow um
0: I mean, only be scared if you're over in Belgium.
1: That is an insane description of a creature, man. <laughs> it's...
0: You know what? When I was writing this and reading about the different stories of it, it it did have me laughing because it's never been like something. It, I mean, obviously, the myth can be a little out there. Right. We've done those before. Obviously. And But this one just kept going on. I'm like, bear class. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, green skill. Okay, sure. It just reminded me of like, <laughs> I don't know, when we it, get together and we drink, you know, and we just start feeding off of each other and like, oh, yeah, add this. No, oh, no, it add It sounds that. like a is creature
1: that, that? that a five-year-old would draw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, That's what level we get when we drink,
2: though.
1: So this is true. This I, is very true.
0: I still can't picture it. I need to see a picture. They, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... There's a photograph of it. Just kidding.
1: Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Eric is just so confused.
1: I, I, it's not confused. It's just wow. Oh, oh.
2: Mary just showed us a picture. Yeah. That's nuts, guys. It's, that one's
1: got fur. It's a dog. But it has scales.
2: That's No, only when he shapeshifts or whatever.
1: Uh, no, he does
2: have. He he's he supposed have to have scales.
0: scales.
1: Yeah, that one it was furry. Mm. Mm. get your act together dutch
0: oh my gosh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow now that's fun i like a good crazy just what myth you know yeah, it, it,
0: it sounds like one of those that someone just threw together to scare their children yeah, yeah. real quick which is a lot of myths but those oh ones obviously just, yeah like, especially
1: those water ones that are like stay away from the water
0: yeah, i just imagine like a drunk dad <laughs> yeah uncle drunk uncle
1: what else is about (laughs) it well it's got a beak oh what else Exactly, it's black wings of a bat yeah scales
0: blue flames (laughs) and it rose from the ashes of witches
1: and you can hear it go clud (laughs) (laughs) clud as it's running away
0: All right. Uh. I don't think Larissa's going to have nightmares anymore. Uh, No, it's still going to happen.
1: Clud.
0: Stop. Where's my that reminds me of the scary story.
1: Right, cool it, man. Get yourself a band aid. Yeah. Uh, all okay. Right. Well,
0: anyways, there it is.
1: Bloody fingers. Thank all you. Right.
0: Thank you. That was good. That You're was welcome. good.
1: That was all right. So that leaves me here uh, with my mystery. I need to give a uh, thanks here to Alicia who mm. submitted this suggestion to us a ways a little ways back. All so
2: right. Thanks, Alicia. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Alicia. All right. So, what is art? When most people think of art, they think of a painting on some sort of canvas. But in reality, art comes in many different varieties. Besides the obvious things like drawing or coloring, there's graffiti art, sidewalk art, chalk art, digital art, performance art, dancing, statues, music, acting, miming, body art, and so on and so on. You get the idea. Within these different genres of art, there is good art, bad art, thought-provoking art, and everything in between these. But even these labels are fluid, because what may appear as a masterpiece to one person may be trash to another, Uh and vice versa. If you happen to live in Philadelphia or New York City, then there's a good chance that you may have seen the subject of my mystery today. But much like a lot of other art, you still may have ignored it, or just didn't think twice about it. But it's just art, you may be saying to yourself. First of all, art is never just art. Art is made to make the world a better place, to stimulate your mind and make you feel something. So art should not be taken for granted. But more important to my story is the fact that this particular art installation, or rather installations, display a message that has been boggling our minds for more than 30 years. The Toynbee tiles, as they have come to be known by, are a series of hundreds of license plate-sized mosaics found imprinted into the roads of a number of eastern and midwestern cities across America, as well as a small number in South America. The greatest concentrations of them can be found in Philly and New York, but they have also been found in Boston, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, St. Louis, Detroit, Tulsa, and a few other U.S. cities, and nobody knows who put them there or how they did it. Now, if that isn't weird enough... They all display roughly the same message on them. Placed in carefully placed color matching mosaic tiles is the message that says some variant of Toynbee idea in movie 2001 Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. At first glance, it looks like a bunch of nonsense. But when you start breaking it down, you can kind of see where the artist is trying to go with this. We'll start with the most obvious part. Movie 2001 is a reference to the classic Stanley Kubrick film, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now, if you've never seen the 2001 movie, it's a slow burn, even by Kubrick standards, and a mindfuck. Where it comes into play here is that part of the central storyline is about a man that is reborn during his space mission to Jupiter. While being reborn versus resurrected are obviously two different things, they're close enough that we can at least see where the artist is going with it. The Toynbee idea part of the message is a bit more obscure. The general consensus amongst the Toynbee tile enthusiasts is that it is in reference to a religious historian and philosopher named Arnold J. Toynbee. This Toynbee guy was a pretty deep thinker and had some interesting thoughts about the afterlife. In his own words, Human nature presents human minds with a puzzle which they have not yet solved and may never succeed in solving, for all that we can tell. The dichotomy of a human being into soul and body is not a datum of experience. No one has ever been or ever met a living human soul without a body. Someone who accepts, as I myself do, taking it on trust, the present-day scientific account of the universe may find it impossible to believe that a living creature once dead can come to life again, but if he did entertain this belief, he would be thinking more scientifically if he thought in the Christian terms of a psychosomatic resurrection than if he thought in the shamanistic terms of a disembodied spirit. If you got lost in all of that, don't worry. Basically, what he's getting at is that, though nobody's ever met somebody that's just a soul with no physical body, it may be possible, scientifically speaking, to return the soul to a body and bring someone back from death. Toynbee also believed that the afterlife is not something that just happens, but rather it's something that we create. Put all of this together, and it sounds like our mystery artist may believe that resurrection of the dead may be possible, but it involves going to Jupiter. Mm. So who is this artist, and what the hell is up with them? (laughs) Well, nobody knows for certain. But despite the huge number of tiles that are out there, it is believed that the majority of them were made by the same person. This is based on the layout and style of the mosaics as well as the materials used. Speaking of materials, for years nobody could figure out what these things were made of, and they're still not positive. Mostly because it's hard to examine them thoroughly since they are literally bonded with the road. It is believed that they are made out of some sort of linoleum or thin rubber cut into mosaic pieces. They are then coated on the front with tar paper like you would use to roof a house, and then a thick layer of tar on the bottom. The tiles are always found in the road, and some of these are located on streets that are busy 24-7 like Manhattan. So the running theory is that they are dropped from a hole in the floorboard of a car while driving. Then the passing cars proceed to run them over, which in turn presses them into the asphalt and pushes the tar up in between the tiles, essentially gluing them into place. As more and more cars run them over, the more sealed to the asphalt they become, and the tar paper is eroded away, exposing the message beneath. The first tile was spotted sometime in the late 80s, but they started showing up in earnest around 1992. That's when Philadelphia resident Bill O'Neill started noticing them anyway. He noted that they all had the same basic message on them with small variations, like some actually had Kubrick's name on them. This started a bit of a scavenger hunt for Mr. O'Neill. He started wandering the streets of Philadelphia trying to find the tiles. Before long, even more of the tiles started showing up, some of them with additional sayings included on the tile. These footnotes, if you will, stated things like, murder every journalist, I beg you, or submit, obey, and other seemingly paranoid messages about how the media and the government are trying to get him. One message even states that he had to flee the country to England for a while. I say him because even though we have no idea about the artist, let's face it, only a paranoid white male conspiracy (laughs) theorist would do such a thing. But I could be wrong, it's happened once before once once yeah o'neill started a website (laughs) to talk about the tiles back in the mid 90s and that's when he discovered that they weren't just in philly people from all over the eastern u.s started commenting that they had seen them in their city some as far west as kansas city missouri and some from brazil argentina and chile so the artist obviously has the financial means to be able to travel all over the place in order to spread his message A number of copycats have also popped up all around the country. Of course. These are made in a similar style to the originals, but have obvious differences about them. Namely, some of them have pictures of things like the Grim Reaper uh, attached to them. One of these copycats even turned up here in Salt Lake City back in 2013. Really? This one was found at the intersection of State Street and 2nd South and states, House of Hades tiles made from the ground bones of journalists with an image of a stoplight next to it. The best clue to date on the identity of our artist is from a newspaper interview published in 1983. The interview was conducted with a Philadelphia social worker named James Morasco, and he claimed that Jupiter could be colonized by bringing the Earth's dead to the planet, where they would then be resurrected. He cited Toynbee's theories for his evidence and believed that Kubrick was using Toynbee's theory in the movie. This article was pretty much forgotten immediately and only rediscovered in 2001 when a reporter came across it in their research into the tiles. They looked up the only James Morasco in the Philadelphia phone book and tried to call him, but his wife answered and said he couldn't talk because his voice box had been removed. Another researcher called again in 2003, and the woman said that her husband had recently died at the age of 88 and that he had nothing to do with the tiles. Mm. If this was the same person, then that means that he started doing all of this in, the, uh, in his 70s, which seems like a bit of a stretch considering how many of these are out there. Plus, new tiles have appeared since then, though it is possible that these newer tiles are the work of a copycat as well. Interestingly enough, a play written in 1983 by David Mamet called 4AM has a scene in which a radio talk show host modeled after Larry King takes a call from someone ranting about how 2001 was based on Toynbee's theory and that we can resurrect the dead by taking them to Jupiter. The playwright had never seen the article in question, and this was years before the first tile would be discovered, so it is possible that the artist was also inspired by this scene in the play. Sadly, the tiles are disappearing altogether. Some cities, like Chicago, treat them as vandalism and remove them as soon as possible. Others get paved over with regular road maintenance, and the effects of time, weather, and traffic have destroyed most of the others. The city of Philadelphia has decided to treat them as street art and tries to save them as long as it is feasible. Nice. So, let us know if you've seen one of these Toynbee tiles, and send us pictures if you can. Also, your theories. We'd like to hear them.
0: That's crazy. Very cool. Yeah. I have no theory on it. You got nothing? Nothing.
1: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. And they're, they're quite interesting. And yeah, most of them say, like I said, the same message. But there are variants of it. And especially with the newer ones, uh, you know, that... They have the Hades thing mm-hmm. on there, and it's obviously you know not the same people that are doing it with those, but they're still considered Twin tiles. Yeah. So like the Salt Lake one, but yeah, it's quite interesting, and it kind of makes me want to go downtown and see if it's still there. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, right there on Second South and State Street. And it, I don't know. I, I don't know where in that intersection it is.
0: I'm sure but it's gone by now.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Downtown's been remodeled so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just found in 2013, so. Yeah. That's Maybe. true. Yeah,
1: it was only six years ago, so. Who knows? All right. Well, I think that wraps us up here, gang.
0: Okay. On that note, say bye.
2: All right, bye.
0: Bye. Bye.